guys, what's going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. You know what? We are live this morning because yesterday, man, let's just say I fell out of it yesterday, but I had to do, I had to set up these courses and stuff, uh, which is going to be really, really cool because, hey, finally I'm getting some courses out there to the universe. All right. So nonetheless, man, I am doing this live. It didn't upload about two hours ago. So my topic of discussion relates somewhat to what I spoke about on my English language podcast, and it's about online friends and offline friends. So guys, let's think about it. Let's think about this. Let's think about it hard, okay? Because I'm going to tap into some things that you guys normally do not tap into, and that is your ability, okay? Your ability to look at what your circle of friends are, and you know what, just to be honest with you, you know, who are your favorite offline friends versus your favorite online friends? All I could do is speak from experience, Right, so I'm gonna give you three people. I have Tina, I have B, and I have Satomi. Three of these people I met online. Satomi was back, of course, in 2006. All right, I was introduced to MySpace through some friends. And when my mom finally bought a computer and we got our internet connected, I hurry up, I got home, and I went on MySpace and I wanted to quickly meet people. From the other side of uh, of the other side of the world, because I had that curiosity to meet people from Japan. So what did I do? I switched my location services. Pretty easy, right? And when I switched these services, I realized, hey, you know what, man? I've always wanted to meet Japanese people. So here I am. I'm trying to meet some folks. I'm sending messages to all these people. I got two responses. One was from Satomi Nakagawa. Now, who is Satomi Nakagawa? Well, she was the driving force to me getting outside of America for the first time. And so when I met Satomi, she could barely speak English. She ended up going to the University of Miami from Kyoto, Japan. She went there. She was telling me all these crazy ass stories as one would. Okay, let's talk about all. Let's just put it this way. For all the males out there who have wanted fantasies, crazy fantasies, the, the, the sexual desires. Let's just say she went through that. So I'm over here living vicariously through her. I'm like, oh my God, I need to go to Miami. You know what I mean? But nonetheless, we stayed in touch from 2007 to 2008. We got closer in 2008 because my brother and I, his jealousy started going up significantly because I had a girlfriend. And so there was one time that I had to call the cops one morning. And I was sending an email to Satomi at that time. It was so funny. And I think I ended up sending that email too. But um, I had to call the cops on my brother because he became combative. We ended up getting in a fight. People were watching. They called the cops. And I was like, nah, fuck that. So I had to go away for a few days for his sorry ass to calm down. And uh, again, this is what was happening from 2005, 6, 7, 8 with him. Because he had a lot of anger problems. And of course, he still does to today. But probably not as severe. But nonetheless, Satomi and I, man, we stayed in touch, and we got closer because I started buying these phones, and I started doing this, and, you know, uh, uh, the internet had come, so I could send emails to her very often. No, it's not like voice messages and the beautiful things that we have today, but again, emails, it's, it's better than nothing. So, next thing you know, one day she's like, hey, I have time. August 12th to August 20th of 2008, I could come out there. I said, you got a place to stay. She came. I could not sleep every night for the next two months because I was so overjoyed. Yes, my friend from Kyoto was going to come. A girl that I met online, online, by just direct messaging her on MySpace back in 2006, right before the World Cup, okay, right before USA got thrashed 3-0 to Czech Republic. I still remember everything. It was her. 
I remember I was standing at the airport, and I'm looking. I'm like, oh, my God. I got this picture of her, but I'm like, dude, I really don't know. You know, might, maybe she might show up as this. She might show up as that. And then finally, my friend Mark started laughing. He's like, dude, is that her? I looked, and I was like, could it be love? I swear to God, man. Oh, my God. My heart fell out, and I said, so tell me. Now, again, she did not speak that well of English back then compared to the year after when I visited her in Australia. Nonetheless, let's stay on topic here. 2008, she stayed with me for eight days. I remember when she left, I cried like a baby. I cried in the goddamn van going all the way back home. I didn't know what to do with myself, but I had a purpose. And that purpose was fulfilled from an online friend. You know, at that same summer, right around that same time that Satomi came, Skype. You could just meet people in different countries. So I could switch my location, and I switched my location to Thailand. I didn't even know where Thailand was. I didn't know where Thailand was. But I met a girl by the name of B.B. Sakula. She ended up being the biggest bitch in the world, but she ended up being that person that I stayed in touch with somewhat for about five to six years. I'm sorry, four to five years. And finally, you know, I did know she had very, uh, she had my brother-like tendencies, uh, very angry, very vindictive, very, she could potentially be a vile human being, she had a hidden agenda, she was a very nasty individual, she liked power, but she gave me a job, and I came here to Thailand for the first time, just as Satomi, I promised her, on one night, she fell to her knees, she started crying, and said, I would never see you again, I said, bullshit, I'm gonna see you next year, I said, man, how the fuck am I, I just promised this girl that I'm gonna see her next year, How the hell am I going to do that? But you know what? When you make that unbelievable promise to yourself in your subconscious mind, in my subconscious mind, I started like meeting people, met this guy carrying you in, carrying when, as a matter of fact. Now, you do not say you when, you say when in Vietnamese. Because I got a friend named Anna Wen out there in uh, Vietnam, along with so many other people who have the last name of Wen. But nonetheless, Kerry was like, oh, my God, I went to Vietnam this time. I said, you went to Vietnam? He said, man, I got a plate of food for one dollar. I said, oh, my goodness, I got to go out there. I ended up meeting another guy who was the president of some kind of student association at CSN, College of Southern Nevada. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this guy was like, dude, I went to Hawaii. Oh, my God. I flew from Maui to Honolulu drunk. And he was telling me these stories. And I'm like, dude, I got to travel. Boom. March came. April came. My friend Satomi was in Australia. Now, I ended up going. I booked a ticket. May. Had no idea. Didn't consult my family, family or anything. And I went to Australia. And she's been the greatest influence in my life because she was the one that showed me a life outside the borders. She showed me a life outside my subconscious mind, way outside. And that was an offline, I'm sorry, an online friend. BB, yeah, the one I met on Skype, we ended up staying in touch for quite some time. And yes, she gave me a job. No, she wasn't a good person, but she made me get into this country and made me realize, hey, Arsenio, You're quote-unquote black. Now, of course, I don't accept that anymore. But I don't accept labels anymore, baby. I'm latte. I'm caramel. I'm an Americano. I taste good as fuck. (laughs) We ain't gonna go there. We gonna leave that right there. We gonna bob that conversation right there. We ain't gonna take it any further. (laughs) Anyways, she got me into these borders. And I had to navigate my way through all these net... Fucking, fucking the terrain outside of this world. But she was an online friend. And Tina 
was the one that approached me. At the same time, BB was being a monster. In Tantaburi, Thailand, in 2013, Tina came into my life, met her online. You know what? I'm not ashamed to say it, but goddammit, I met her on a website called TideLoveLinks.com. Can you believe that shit? No, I was not trying to meet a woman, a woman of my soul, of my love, the love of my life, and someone I could spend the rest of my... I ain't got time for that bullshit. I was trying to meet friends. Guess who else I met on there? Mook. Do you guys know Mook? You probably don't. Mook was the very first friend that I met here in Thailand. Mook could barely speak English at the time I met her back in 2013. She could speak probably at a high elementary level, probably low pre-intermediate. Mook now speaks three languages fluently, and she is now living in New Zealand. As well as her friend Ploy, who was probably at the beginner level when I met her. Ploy is now flying as a flight attendant for Qatar Airways as she lives in Doha, Qatar. I'm telling you guys, these are the people I've met online. And so I'm going to go back to the Tina story. Tina saw that I was going through a whole bunch of bullshit with BB. And Tina was like, dude, you need a job? I said, hell yeah, I need a job. She's like, come down here to Nikonti. I said, where's that? She said, it's in the south. I said, am I going to die? I heard y'all motherfuckers setting bombs off down there. She said, no, that's in Yala, Patani, and Naratiwat. I said, you, if I go down there, I've seen fucking photos of you guys burning tires and shit over some rubber plantations down there. She said, don't worry, that's about 50 kilometers south. I said, God damn it, if that comes to Nakonti Tamara, I'm going to fuck you up. I don't want to be burnt with some goddamn tires. All right? So, what ended up happening was I went down there after I jumped, because one time things were good for probably about 48, out, 48 to 72 hours with BB, and then she went back to being a monster. Maybe she was a bipolar schizophrenic ass. I, go, I don't know. I, I ain't gonna judge the bitch. But anyways, <clears throat> I went out there, and I remember I met this guy, JoJo, who I met through a friend online. JoJo said, Arsenio, you need a job? I said, yes, this is why I came here. He said, hold on. Called his wife. Here you go. Talk to my wife. Hey, Arsenio, how you doing? Hey, when can you come? When can you start? I said, October 10th. She's like, deal. See you then. Got myself a job just like that because I met Tina online on a website called TyLoveLinks.com. Guys, I cannot stress enough. People who categorize making friendships or making anything online, it's a bunch of bullshit. A lot of people will say, oh, the face-to-face interaction is everything. No. Guys, we are energetic beings. We're balls. We're masses of energy. We can feel each other, both online and the offline. You don't need to be standing in front of me to feel me right now. You guys are feeling me right now. You feel the vibrations that I'm actually giving out to you right now. Am I right or am I not right? You know, if I'm not right, shit, cut, cut the goddamn things off. Share it and say, this motherfucker's off, so I, uh, outside of his mind. That's cool. But I truly believe that. You guys feel this energy. I know a lot of you out there. I got folks out there in the Netherlands. You guys are probably like, dude, I met this black dude is outside his motherfucking mind listening to this. Oh, my God, he's crazy. Here, hey, mom, listen to this. Oh, my God, what you listening to his crazy ass for? It's because the the energy that I give off. I'm not some monotone speaking. Hey, guys, so today we're going to discuss. Fuck all that. I kind of do that on my ESL podcast, but I keep it real cool over there. You know what I'm saying? (sighs) And I got to slow down my speech, too. But nonetheless, what I'm trying to convey out there is it doesn't matter if it's face-to-face or through audio or anything. You know what? Just imagine the world without technology. What was happening? Wars were running rampant. These goddamn... You know what? Thailand, the place that I'm standing on right now, has probably suffered over millions upon millions of deaths over the last 400 years because the different types of empires that were probably 2,000 years. I can't remember. But nonetheless, (sighs) you guys need to understand the world without technology is a world of war. 
we're able to communicate our thoughts. Yes, I get it. Cyberbullying. I get it. You know, people saying all these racist things and that and that. Yeah, those are just trolls. And some people are like, well, they use social media as an outlet. No, social media is exposing them for the person who they are in person. And they feel that this outlet is good for them to express their vile ass opinions. That's all the fuck it is. That's all it is. Stop blaming social media. Social media is just used as an outlet. That's all it is. Oh, some people would say uh, that they're weaponizing uh, all that political bullshit. The Russia, the, 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 the Donald Trump, the this, they're making Americans turn against each other. Stop believing the garbage that you see online. Look at the sponsor post. Look at the, you know what I mean? It's just the people who are behind it. The masks behind it. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Motivational Mentors is the other podcast that I have. The other podcast that I have, and I do it with Luke Burroughs. Luke, I met online through a Facebook, uh, Gary V Facebook page. Now, of course, since then, Gary V's Facebook page has tro- uh, turned into Troll City. Lots of ignorant ass people follow him and they comment on posts. It was more authentic and loving. It was a more loving community about two years ago, but now it's just like Troll City over there, right? And people who are always trying to jump on top of your opinion. You know, and so again, this is what happens because you have a very dominant male character who thinks he's always right, and so he's going to attract to him other motherfucking male characters who always think they're right. So, nonetheless, I met Luke on there. I met Dennis on there. Dennis Murray, who ended up so- selling his uh, his business, Wadbud Suds, and I don't know what exactly he's doing right now, but again, he's gone on to another place. And he's pursuing his career in something else as well as his wife, Dana. And so I met them through that Facebook page. And now Luke and I have a wonderful Patreon together. We do podcasts on a weekly basis. We're both entrepreneurial minded. When we get together, we're always in sync. It's just amazing. I met him offline. I never met him before in person. But I meet him through video. And that, that energy he gives off and the energy I give off, that's exactly who I am in person. Some people would say, oh, is this like, it's like Eric Thomas, right? Some people are like, oh my God, so you're like this in person as you are on video? Yes, I'm congruent. I'm congruent. If you guys actually see me in my classrooms, I slow down the speech significantly. Yes, I don't use big words. Yes, but I am that same person. And that's not going to change. Why? Because I'm congruent. I'm starting to understand the practices of Mahatma Gandhi, Right? Think one thing, action, like what I, what I think, what I say, and what I do, it's all congruent. Now, I'm trying to get the whole say and do part, you know, in terms of like procrastination, you know, you know, down packed and whatnot. But again, guys, do you understand the essence of this podcast? It doesn't matter if it's online or offline. To be honest with you, if you say, Arsenio, who's your favorite offline friend? Well, I mean, um... Uh, offline, um, oh, like, like my favorite, I mean, the only person I kind of speak to offline is my best friend, Andre. Now, best friend, he's a best childhood friend. Is he a guy that I would contact if I have this problem or that problem or this problem or that problem? No, he's there if I have significant issues, like what I went through in October of 2014. Yes, yes, him, him, that's him. And I'm grateful for that. Because he was always there and he was always there to like wake me up. But at the same time, I met him back in 1999. 
Ty Adishay, he just graduated from the University of Harvard. He's going to do his specialty endodontics out there at UCLA. Do I speak to him on a regular basis? No. Probably send a message to him once a year. Jackie Ann Julio, I don't speak to her any longer because there's no purpose behind speaking to her. But she was a friend from probably about 2004. So, again, those relationships, the people that I met through those times in my life, they're not where, they're not the, they're, they're, they're not the engine that's going to take me where I need to go next. Let's just put it that way. If I go to Jackie and I say, hey, so what do you think about entrepreneurship? Oh, my God, no, I have a regular job. You see, we're not on the same wavelength. So I'm kind of like, okay, I'm not, uh, last time I actually sent her a message might have been like between 2011 and 2013, I think. I think. It could have been back to 2010. People like me, I'm not just going to approach a girl on the, on the sky train and say, hey, what's up, baby? How you doing today? Oh, yeah, you look good. That's not who I am. It's easier to meet folks online than meet them in person. They're like, yeah, you're the same person. Absolutely. You're, you're a little bit crazier. Yeah, thank you. That's a compliment. Or if that's not, thank you for the compliment. Got it? So with that being said, guys, take this with you today. Online, offline, doesn't really matter. But I can tell you one thing. Everyone listening right now, I bet you that your closest friends are online. You want to do a bet? Message me. With that being said, guys, stay tuned for another one. We got to get back into Robert Kiyosaki. And that's what I'll be doing over and out.